My name is Stephen King. I've written several motion pictures, but I want to tell you about a movie called Maximum Overdrive, which is the first one I've directed. A lot of people have directed Stephen King novels and stories, and I finally decided if you want something done right, you ought to do it yourself. It was my first picture as a director, and you know something? I sort of enjoyed it. I just wanted someone to do Stephen King right. So come and spend some time with me and my friends at the Dixie Boy. Spend some time in the dark. I'm going to scare the hell out of you, and that's a promise. Ladies and gentlemen, this is an auspicious day. What a day! What a fabulous day! It is, in fact, a red-letter day. Today marks the dawning of a new episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo. Featuring Parker. If at first you don't succeed, keep on sucking till you do succeed. <laughs> and Chris. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Two premier content creators promoting the healthiest brand integrity in the world. Tell them what they've won, Spider. The way I see it, this should be a very dynamite show. Welcome to Real Deal No Sex Appeal. My name is Chris. With me, as always, is Parker. It's the final week of Stephen King Month. We have a special guest. Her name is Alex Rubenstein. Say hi, Alex. Hi, Alex. Never mind. Let's start again. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, so, uh, before we get into our final two movies, which were Dreamcatcher and Maximum Overdrive, stellar choices, Chris. Thank you, Parker. Uh, I watched a movie that I, I, I got to talk about. Uh, I gotta get this one off my chest, dude. Uh, Parker and I have been texting about uh, Tales of the Crypt, and uh, Tales of the Crypt, you know, it's pretty cool, you know? I watched a couple episodes, I liked it, and I was like, but you know what else is cool? It was Elvira, remember? That sexy lady, she had introduced the bad movies and make jokes. It's like, what a great idea. I was like, and then she got like really popular for obvious reasons. And then, you know, she had like the toy line and everything. And she called herself Elvira, mistress of merchandise. That's a funny joke. I like shit like that. And she made a movie and I was like, that must be good too. Aww. I'm sorry. It's, it's genuinely one of the worst movies I've seen in a very long time. And what makes it so bad is not that it's just like oppressively bad. Like either of the two movies that we're watching today, it's really just kind of, average as far as bad comedies go but there, there's so much talent here there there's so much talent here and it's just not working cassandra peterson is a really funny person she she is a genuinely funny actress and she's got like this great timing and everything and none of it shows in the movie and it's like all these jokes i'm like oh my god this would work so much better if you just like you know put it in there correctly or something and it just doesn't work and it's it's really just very embarrassing to watch especially at the end have, have you seen the Elvira movie, Parker? It's been a long time, and uh, I saw it in formative years, so the plot may have gone past my head at some points. Uh, it's a possibility. I can see why you'd be distracted. Yeah, but, oh my god, the ending is straight up... It's it's like a, a sexy thing that she does or whatever, and I, I understand why it's in there. I understand why, you know, 75% of the people who are watching this are watching it for two big reasons, but... Oh my god. Why did she agree to do this? I, I I don't know why she agreed to do it. Honestly, whenever I watch it, I'm just like, why why would you demean yourself like this? It's not there's there's no joke. It's it's not funny. It's it's not even entertaining. It's just it's there. You're just like, God, this is still going? I for most of the movie I was just like, oh, it's just not working, but I can fool myself into maybe enjoying parts of it. 
Not that end part though. Not yeah. that it's uh, it's just you just awful. read off all of my notes for Dreamcatcher. <laughs> so that's the end of this episode. Oh, that's weird. You didn't like the ending of Dreamcatcher. I was anyway, embarrassed then. for everyone and wondered why it kept going. Well, yeah, I mean, it's the final thing about Elvira is, like, I kind of consider, like, her persona and everything sort of like the godmother of TerribleBlog.net and Real Deal No Sex Appeal. You got, you know, A, in, introducing and talking about bad movies, mostly sci-fi and horror, uh, self-deprecating humor, and two enormous boobs, which are us. So you'd really think that everything would work out here, and it just, it didn't click with me at all, and I was I was kind of embarrassed to be watching it. So, uh, which one do we want to tackle first? Maximum Overdrive or Dreamcatcher? I mean, it's a real Sophie's oh, Choice of quality movies, huh? I haven't seen that movie either. Uh, um, Alex, do you yeah, mind yeah, if we yeah, leave with Maximum Overdrive? Maximum Overdrive was. I guess. <laughs> Not like I usually am. It's fine. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So, high no, energy. I mean, that's fine. Let's yeah. do this, guys. Let's bring like, it in. Yeah, our our original uh, original idea was to have you just go to azlyrics.com and just read off ACDC lyrics in a in a slow monotone uh, because Maximum Overdrive, the only movie actually directed by Stephen King, features the music of ACDC, uh, an idea that's really good on paper and not good at all on film. Uh, with the idea of Stephen King directing, now he he had a he had movies in miniseries before this he had the shining which he hated carrie which he loved you know uh, other other movies before he had cujo you know other ones and there kept coming this excuse from all his from all of uh, stephen king's fans they were just like oh his movies just aren't adapted right or this one wasn't meant to be adapted or whatever it is no 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 you can't make an excuse here this time stephen king is doing it you can't blame someone else so you know all the chips on the table here this one's all on Stephen King. Parker, initial thoughts. Did this end well for Stephen King's reputation? You know, it's not the most embarrassing thing I've ever seen, but it's up there. Yes, it certainly is. I'm reminded of the Chappelle Show skit where uh, the guy says, cocaine is a hell of a drug. Oh, <laughs> is it? <laughs> well, I'm assuming you're going to have the entire clip again where he says, if you want something done right, you got to do it yourself. De Palma, Kubrick, <laughs> Hooper, Cronenberg, literal hacks. I, Stephen King, who's never filmed anything in his life, will adapt the spooky story about trucks. Stephen King has admitted that uh, he was coked out of his mind when he did this. Boy, does it show. Now, it's based off the short story Trucks, which I believe was in Night Shift. I don't know. You're a book reader. You probably know. What that that is. is false. And do not ever call me that again. <laughs> uh anyway the basic premise here is it takes place in north carolina and it doesn't mention maine at all so theory comes in did someone else ghostwrite this possibly Uh, ghostwriter spooky oh that's an idea for a book i can squeeze a thousand pages out of that anyway uh so it takes place in north carolina it has emilio estevez and pat hingle and uh, um, the uh, the Green Goblin, the Green Goblin, and uh, the voice of Maggie Simpson, uh, Lisa Simpson, whatever. They're the same person. Same thing. So it's uh, you know, they're all chilling out here, and apparently the the Earth passes in the what the the detritus of an asteroid or something like that, a bunch of green goo or whatever, and uh, all the trucks start coming to life, and not just the trucks, like various uh, household appliances. 
and soda machines. It is not clear what is and what is not affected. Um, so, what was a good way to start off? Uh, we, we got Emilio Estevez. He's uh, on parole for... Don't know, don't care. And he's working at a, a truck stop. And he, uh, you know, he has to do these weird hours. And Pat Hingle is his boss. Pat Hingle, who uh, some of you older folks who aren't even listening to his podcast, so I don't even know why I mentioned it, might remember him as Commissioner Gordon from the 60s Batman. Uh, Parker, explain to me as a gentleman of the South, a good old boy yourself, what is he doing? Well, sometimes you just put on a big old white suit, you chomp on a cigar, and yeah, you just boss minorities around. That's just part of our culture. Is Emilio Estevez a minority? Does that count? Close enough. Yeah, his, his name ends in a Z. It's basically minority. Yeah, I mean... So, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> so all the trucks that are coming to life, and they're killing people uh, for some reason. Uh, I watched the entire movie. I've seen it twice now. Uh, did you, Parker, you, you have a much better attention span than I do. False. Did we ever get a reason for why they're killing these people? Not no. just like, oh, the asteroids. Just like, no, motivation. They have to have a reason for it. Well, you see, <laughs> they come to life. And then they drive in circles. And then they want gas. That's what I got out of it. Uh, yeah. I, oh, by the way, did you like that little cameo no. at the beginning of the... Free finish, no. <laughs> uh... I happen to I happen to have enjoyed it. Uh, that was that was Stephen King in uh, his own director's cameo. Goes up to an ATM and the machine calls him an asshole, and he has the best reaction. It's like, "Honey, get over here! This machine just called me an asshole." Oh, the and, director cameo, much like Alfred Hitchcock, Stephen King, the master of suspense. Oh, by the way, his wife—that was actually his real life wife, uh, Tabitha King. Uh, well, you don't actually her. see her. Yeah, you don't actually see or hear her, but you know she was somewhere off screen. So <laughs> uh, that that is a thing that happens. Uh, there's also like a Lily game, and now this is one that I'm sure Parker, you've got a lot of fond memories of your your Little League team won, and you you know you got the winning run. You slid in there, and your coach all bought you cokes. You know what? I'm already <laughs> in a vulnerable state as it is. You know, good and goddamn well, I've never won anything. Anyway. Nor have I exerted myself physically, nor will I start now. Well, not with that attitude. Anyway, um, they, they're like, oh, let's all get Cokes. Which, by the way, if you're an athlete, you shouldn't be drinking soda anyway. But whatever. So they anyway, the guy gets killed by a Coke machine. And well, guys, this is we this... won our 4v4. Let's all go to the <laughs> Coke machine and get some dues. <laughs> I think my favorite part is this is the second Stephen King movie we've watched where someone gets killed by a Coke machine. Yeah, two great entries in the Stephen King canon that you brought to the table. I'm not sorry. Anyway, uh, that everyone really be. likes the. <laughs> I, I'm so sorry. Uh, everyone seems to be, you know, really happy about the uh, the the Coke machine scene. Everyone's like, "Oh, that's my favorite scene." The guy gets hit in the nuts, but then the the Coke machine just brains him in the skull. You know, that's just like, geez. Um. Anyway, th then the kid gets run over by. Uh, what is the name for that thing? Oh, steamroller. Steamroller. Yeah. Steamroller. Steamroller. Yeah. Uh, so, a little trivia about that: they originally wanted to like run over the kid, and then the blood would be on, so it'd be like a printing press going over and over on the on the field, which would have looked gross. And he's like, "Okay, but so we need like a blood bag right there by his by the dummy's head." And the 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 bag like blew up, so it looked like the kid's head exploded. He's like, "Oh, that's even better. Let's include that." And the MPA was like, <laughs> "Oh, maybe you shouldn't have a child's head explode on screen." So, uh, they cut that part. Look, Mr. Executive, I told the people I'm going to scare the hell out of them. 
<laughs> That's why I'm gonna start the movie with the machine calling me an asshole and my big buck teeth in frame. So this movie looks like it could have been PG just for the scene where the kid's like, oh shit, where the Coke machine shoots a Coke thing at him and he puts on his catcher's mask as soon as the the can hits him. I was just like, God, that is a, like a little rascals movie or something. <laughs> anyway, uh, different things are coming to life. Pocket radios are coming to life. A lawnmower comes to life. A chainsaw comes to life. And a toy RC car comes to life. Electric hairdryer comes to life. But some people's cars aren't coming to life. Uh, it's not exactly consistent what's coming to life here or what isn't. Uh, anyway, uh, Emilio Estevez and all his little friends are holed up in the Dixie Boy, which is a name for, uh, the truck stop. And there's, <laughs> there's a, there, there is a black guy, uh, in, uh, who, as far as I know, does not have a name. He, we're just going to call him the black guy because it's a Steve King movie. There's only one. Uh, and he's, he's in the game room. They had video games back in 1986. It's really just a bunch of, uh, ping pong tables. Uh, and he's, everything starts going nuts and he looks straight at one of the machines that's going nuts and just says, yo, baba. Just like that. It's like the worst possible way he could say it. I think that was like the moment that I realized Stephen King really sucks as a director for a specific reason. He's really bad at directing actors. He can't get them to say the right thing at the right time in the right way. Oh, you didn't like Emilio Estevez's performance where he just whisper talk through all this awful dialogue? Yeah, it was like a much quieter Cameron Poe. I don't know what they want. <laughs> we just gotta keep bumping that gas. Uh, well, I'll get to that in a bit. Anyway, uh, they're also joined by a Bible salesman. Did you know Stephen King hates organized religion? You know what? I had a hunch, but this only cemented it. Well, I mean, if you get your back looked at, then maybe we could get that taken care of. How dare you? <laughs> you and I both know. <laughs> anyway, uh, so the Bible salesman comes in there. He's immediately just like the... I almost called him the most over-the-top performance in the movie, but that I know that's not right. And he also has uh, a sexy accompaniment named Laura Harrington playing a girl named Brett. Look, any joke I have for this scenario is going to have to be cut out, so just move past it. Wait, I, I was really expecting like uh, the Hitman Heart one. <laughs> I w you know what? I thought about it. Have it written down. So she's about to put this guy in a sharpshooter, but uh, she turns there. Don't patronize me like you know. Don't steal my culture, Chris. Hang on, I had to think. It was like, what's it, the Canadian screw job or something like that? How, anyway, before he can put her you? into a exactly. screw job, he she turns the car into uh, the Dixie Boy. He gets mad at her. He's just he's just jumping up and down and yelling and screaming and swearing at the cars that are trying to kill him. <coughs> uh, this guy gets mad pretty easily. Uh, so did I. Uh, <laughs> there's also I don't know how we got this far uh, without mentioning it explicitly but when you said the Green Goblin's in this movie you're not wrong there's a gigantic black truck with the Green Goblin's face on the front uh, Stephen King what are you doing? could you imagine like wouldn't it be 20 times scarier if it was just Willem Dafoe's face <laughs> just blown up on the grill of a truck oh man that is all that I want uh <laughs> And, oh, there's there's more friends coming along. There is some guy named Curtis, who looks like a grown-up Haley Joel Osment. And there's his newlywed wife, played by Yeardley Smith. Uh, Simpsons fans will know her as the voice of fucking Lisa Simpson. 
I gotta ask either her or Stephen King or both or neither or God himself, what's going on with that voice? Like, I, I know she's become a multi-millionaire <laughs> off that voice, but oh my God, I can't do an impression. I do a lot of impressions. I can't do that one. It is the most irritating thing I think I've ever heard in any movie ever. Can you do an impression of John Travolta doing an impression of her? You can't I don't do requests. That, can you? Anyway, uh, how dare it's, you? <laughs> you requested this fucking movie. Goodness, she did. I, I don't know. I, it was awful. Uh, Workshop it, was, it, gang. Yeah, we'll 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 get back to this. Okay, huddle up, team, and we'll get back to it. Three, two, one, go. Uh, I I really just she she's like that for the entire movie. She is being intentionally irritating. I don't know if this was like a sexist thing that Stephen King's doing, or just he hates rednecks, or both. But, uh... Well, you oh see, my Chris, God. they're setting she up all these stop. annoying characters to die. But she doesn't die. No. Good movie. Yeah, hate to spoil <laughs> the ending of this taut thriller. But, uh... So I gotta talk about this. Uh, her husband, <laughs> Curtis, seems like a normal guy. But, Alex, I wish we had watched this together, because... You've, you've got sharp eyes, and I think you would have picked up on this as quickly as I did. I'm pretty sure the character of Curtis has a piss fetish. Because they're like newlyweds, and she's like, Oh, I have to use the... I, I can't do the voice. I, I'm, I'm, just gonna, I'm just gonna do my voice. I have to use the ladies' room. And he's like, Oh, can I watch? And I'm like, immediately I'm just like, That's not <laughs> erotic. That's just kind of gross. And she's like, no, you cannot watch. Oh, sorry, that's the closest I can get. I can't get in there. Again, I'm sorry. By, by the end of this, I'm just going to do the entire review. And, you know, it's like, and that's why Dreamcatcher was no good. <laughs> anyway. I um, dead ass almost fell asleep mid-movie and she woke me up. <laughs> it's, I know. It's so shrill. <laughs> it is the worst voice that has ever been put on screen. Uh, anyway, so first off, he started like, can I watch? I'm just like, what the fuck? Is that? Okay, maybe he's just a joke, you know, whatever. Then later on, they have to like go underneath the sewers to go get oh. the Bible salesman who's across the street for some reason. I don't know. And they're in the sewer and he volunteers all too readily for it, you know? Uh, but he is. And then he asks, I wonder how many people have pissed down here. I'm like, what an odd thing to ask. Probably a lot. And then Emilio Estevez trips, lays face first in all the sewer water. He's like, what's it taste like? And uh, and he doesn't answer that because what the fuck do you say to that? And, uh, and then Curtis says something is just like, boy, I could do that all day. And I'm like, what is with this guy? I think he has a piss fetish. He's like the weird kid in middle school where someone would open up porn and be like, Oh, wow, this is so gross, right, guys? Look how bad the acting is. Turn it back on, though. <laughs> you remember the one yeah, kid that... at the sleepover? Just made everyone super uncomfortable. I didn't have friends for sleepovers. So. Oh, must be nice. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Just jacked it in your sleeping bag in your room. <laughs> All right. Uh, anyway, they, they, they don't save the Bible sales, but that guy guess he dies or something but they saved the little kid whose father died earlier uh then pat hingle calls brett who's a girl uh a road twitch uh alex you were a girl once right what does road twitch mean <laughs> i i may have been a girl at some point but i'm not from the south i have no fucking idea what that's about thank you i 
don't know what road twitch means. I, I kept thinking about it. Is that like when Silent Hill enemies walk on the road and they're like kind of twitching around as they come in? I don't know. So happy you're able to fit that in again. <laughs> I was really concerned who were going to be able to. You know, Parker, I get enough of that statement from you as it is. <laughs> hubla, hubla. Anyway, so so the movie does have some positives. Uh, namely... False. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, I'll, you know, uh, you know, embrace debate. We got Pat Hingle pulling out a rocket launcher and shooting it at a truck. That was badass. Hey, do the guns control themselves? Some of them do. I okay. I uh, so it doesn't. So the movie doesn't make a lot of sense. There are a little bit of uh, you know oversights and goofs in the movie. Uh, it's very, very strange. Oh, yeah, then the waitress comes out. <laughs> the waitress comes out, and uh, she's, she starts slamming her like glass at her and says, We made them. We made them. And she goes out there and says, Yo, maniacs, we made you. And it's like, oh, my God. She's even more over the top than the Bible salesman. And uh, she almost gets killed and doesn't uh, somehow. And uh, Pat Hingle is just evil for no reason. Uh, he tells a guy that's like the world's getting taken over by trucks, and he tells the guy, "If you leave without clocking out, you better not clock back in." I'm just like, he's gonna go look for his son. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you have any idea what's going on here? But I like the the whole blowing up trucks with uh, rocket launchers. That's that's kind of cool. Sort of. That sounds like. Yeah. What? Alex, quick, give me oh, an ACDC oh, no. song. That sounds like it should be part of a Transformers movie. <laughs> I'm kidding. Movie. Uh, uh, don't talk you about... Keep no, blindsiding you know. her to like, yeah. make sense of the ramblings of this cokehead. <laughs> a movie she didn't watch. Oh, yeah. It no. never will, one hopes. Uh, as as, as has been evident, right. I, I watch terrible things uh, sometimes, so it's entirely possible I could end up watching this at some point. You're That's fine. a possibility. Uh, this movie's this is, a lot funnier in theory. It, it is. It's This is the thing is that this was very clearly made as a horror movie. And if you don't believe me, and it, it's okay if you don't believe me after you watch it for the first time, watch the trailer. Because Stephen King is selling this as a horror movie. He's like, yeah, this is going to scare people. You watch the movie, you're like, was horror really actually an element here? The whole thing seems more like uh, there's like one jump scare. Do you remember the jump scare, Parker? <laughs> or the fucking banker's like and grabs his leg. For no, some okay, okay, tell, okay. That was like two jump scares. I forgot about that one because it was so bad. You forgot about the Jack in the Box. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> so the best part is you could see it anyway. You're like, okay, this isn't going to be scary, and then it pops out. You're like, oh, never mind. It wasn't going to be scary anyway. <laughs> It, it was like the silliest thing a literal pop scare from a jack-in-the-box there's not an so, ounce of tension in this movie whatsoever no not at all uh anyway so all the trucks are like circling around the uh dixie boy and then they stop and a, like one of those army jeep or whatever things comes out with a gun on it and it starts doing morse code and it's just like give us fuel and i was like oh this whole time you wanted fuel you could just ask you don't have to kill us Wait, what's what's with the uh, what's with that uh, that cutting knife thing? Cutting up the waitress there. <laughs> yeah. That thing wanted fuel. Was it gas powered? Anyway, gas powered uh, so, coke machines. So Alex, this is a this is an important reason we brought you onto the podcast here. Uh, you are from Chicago, but you also lived in L.A., right? Yep. And you currently live in Maryland, right? Yep. So, uh, question here: Have you ever pumped your own gas? Oh man. 
how do I answer this question without getting made fun of? I mean, yes, oh. yes, I have. <laughs> God damn it. Oh. Hmm. Anyway, Parker, <laughs> this big strong man have to pump the gas for the ladies. <laughs> Every day I pump my own gas and that diesel tape <laughs> pumps my dick. <laughs> uh I pump it like we're cheating on each other <laughs> with each other. <laughs> okay. But uh, Alex, for real though, it's like, I, I don't know in LA, do you, do you guys pump your own gas or is like, do you have like an attendant? Oh yeah, no, gas in gas LA is horrifically expensive and there isn't anybody to pump it for you in order to justify that insane $2 extra price. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Oof, terrible. So basically, my, my theory comes about, it's like I wasn't alive back in 1986, that was uh, years before my time, I don't think Stephen King ever pumped his own gas. I think what he saw is he was just like, wow, and these people have to pump gas at 100 degree heat, what torture they have known, the underclass, and I'm just like, <laughs> dude, it's it's not that hard. In Maryland, we pump our gas all the time, that's the only way you get your gas. You ask someone else to pump your gas, I'll say, fuck you, you have to do it yourself, you know? So... It, it gets to the point where Emilio Estevez and like four other people have to pump gas for a whole bunch of trucks in 100 degree heat. And he is acting like some sort of war hero. He's having Brett, who is a girl, like like sponge his head or whatever. He's just like, imagine you're an alien race and they come to the planet. And I'm just like, oh my god, would you get over it? It's pumping gas, dude. It isn't hard work. It really isn't. She's like just... literally patting him down with a wet cloth while he looks at his blistered hands from pumping I, gas. I, I, like, this dude is the biggest pussy in the world, period. Uh, no, sorry, the biggest brown area in the world, period. <laughs> so was those trucks? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I literally cannot stop. Why did we have to bring this up? Uh, anyway. Because I wanted uh, to scare the hell out of you, Chris. So, basically, he does, at that point, sort of, like, whisper the motivation. He thinks the idea is, like, you're an alien race, and you see Earth, you're like, oh, fertile ground. All the all that's in the way is we have humans there, so we'll use the trucks to wipe out the humans. They don't even do that right. So, the, the comet is gone within a week, and everyone survives, and I guess no one talks about it anymore. And the entire time, you just hear ACDC in the background going, Who made who? Who made you? Yeah, the second hour of this movie is just them sitting at a gas station going, Guys, how do we get rid of these trucks? And then the truck's driving in circles and then getting gas. And then they blow up one truck and get on a boat. I just saved you an hour. Yeah, uh, there's really no excuse for... The, the way this movie moves. Now, I will say this. The movie, I, I we have to apparently have a disagreement on this. I think the movie moved uh, pretty quickly. You are fucking high. This I, movie was an eternity. You, you, I mean, you say that, but I... Well, A, I think our next movie is a fucking eternity. Well, but, I mean... Yeah. This movie, this movie is only 97 minutes long. So I was watching, I'm just like, oh, how much longer do I have of this? I paused it. I was only 20, I was like a whole 20 minutes in. I was just like, oh, it's moving a little bit quicker than I thought. What it doesn't do fast enough is it doesn't give any sort of motivation for what's going on. And it does take a while for everyone to like, to, to really get to the meat of it. The second act is when the trucks start circling around and everyone's getting killed and stuff like that. And the effects aren't good enough. It's not like... As much as I like, you know, the whole idea of launching a rocket launcher at a truck just because... And those explosions are pretty as hell, for what it's worth. It's 
just not really worth anything. It's like, oh, he got run over by a truck. That's that's not scary, and it's not horrifying. It's not <clears throat> terrifying. It's it's none of those words. It it doesn't make me scared of trucks. So, I'm I'm sorry, Stephen King. Really, I mean, foul ball on this one. I mean, the first twenty minutes are funny. If if it's like Children of the Corn, like you make it twenty minutes, yeah, that's fine. Wouldn't be my favorite segment in a movie, but it'd be fine. Yeah, but I guess then so. it just kind of sits there in a truck station for an hour and that weird guy tries to finger bang lisa simpson underneath the diner table yeah i didn't quite understand why they did that um uh but i know why I, he know, did the that the good news is that they all found a way to have a good time uh brett sleeps with emilio estevez at least twice and she says you sure make love like a hero which uh <laughs> fuck i definitely line. wrote that line down yeah that's a <laughs> great line there i'm just i'm just letting you know I forgot Brett was a girl. Yeah, oh, sorry, like, guys. Well, Brett, Brett is a girl. Um, <laughs> and she is a road twitch. Let all who would not fuck Emilio Estevez speak now. And yeah, also okay. unsubscribe. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> we, we don't, and then resubscribe. Please. But, yeah. We could, I mean, we kind of need this, guys. Like, Chris, what if I told you that Stephen King was drinking so much that on set he had PAs going to get him Listerine so we could chug it? Would this movie make more sense to you? Oh my god! Oh, it 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 totally makes sense. Uh, but I will say this: at least like the special effects are coordinated well. But I I give credit to the special effects coordinator who did a pretty good job. Overall, like this is also really poorly edited. Like you could tell Stephen King had control of the editing room to a point. Uh, the the main scene that comes to mind is uh the scene where like that knife comes to life and attacks the waitress. That is edited so poorly. You've got no idea how it got to her arm. It doesn't make any sense. It just kind of like flails forward and hits her arm and then turns off. Now, what on earth was up with uh, the bathroom scene where that guy starts uh, farting a whole lot? Oh, sorry, that's the wrong movie. Uh, see, that I was going to use that as my segue, but I will say there's one other scene that comes to mind. Brett, who is a girl, just in <laughs> case we forget. Uh, she's She changes out of her clothes because the Bible salesman was touching her. She doesn't want his smell on her fine totally i understand that i have a terrible stench but as soon as she gets out she changes into her other clothes you don't even see her clothes and then she goes up to me like and she says okay then it cuts to something else why why did you put that scene in there why why did you film that steve it's called tension maybe you've heard of it okay so i have two uh, soundtrack questions before we leave let's let's go first of all how much did you hate them playing the riff from psycho on an electric guitar oh are you serious I actually, I actually kind of, I, I have to admit, I kind of yeah. liked it because <laughs> the, the was, first eight times they did it. Yeah, I, I have to admit, the first time I heard it, I was like, chug, chug, chug. I was like, that's a great idea. Why didn't I think of that? But I don't think Stephen King thought of it either. I think, I think that was entirely ACDC. Second question: So every song is ACDC, right? Yes. Yeah. How do you not play Highway to Hell? What the fuck is this movie? <laughs> I know, and the thing is, originally when I was watching it, I knew that ACDC did the soundtrack, right? Because, like, the, the story goes that... Uh, uh, Stephen King likes dad rock almost as much as I do, and he was just like, oh, I'm, I'm Stephen King, I'm the world's best-selling novelist, what if I can just get ACDC to do music for my little old movie? So he goes up and meets them. At this point, ACDC and Stephen King are both, like, pretty high up in there as far as fame goes and he's like i really wanted you to do like the the music for my movie and he sings like the entire song off one of their albums they're like okay little boy we will do your music except an australian accent or something i don't know and you know if you actually look at uh 
the all of the uh, the songs on here, they don't just make up original ones. I like I kept thinking it'd be like the Who Made Who one, but they have <laughs> You Shook Me All Night Long and Hell's Bells. But you're right. Where the fuck is Highway to Hell? It's such a fucking layup, and he even manages to miss that. It's incredible. There's no excuse, too. You can't even be like... I, I. You can see why Thunderstruck didn't do it, because Thunderstruck came out four years later, but Highway to Hell came out in, like, 1978. Wasn't that with their first whatever. singer who was already dead at this point? Like, you have it. It's in the backlog. Yeah, but still, you, know, you gotta... Come on. It's right there. They're on a highway. Oh, shout out to the, when they're on the highway. That's the last thing I'm going to say about this stupid movie for idiot babies. So, Curtis and... Yearly Smith are driving their car, trying to get away. When their car's not under control of the asteroid, who who gives a fuck, right? They remember they're trying to get away from that one truck. He's like, now watch this, and he just veers lazily to the right, <laughs> <laughs> just like to get and I'll slowly get on this ramp. And the car falls. I was like, whoa, didn't see that one coming. The movie ends because they get on a boat to escape from vehicles, but nukes exist. Yeah. So what is this movie? Look, I. It's not very good. So hey, don't watch it. Just watch the scene with the baseball team getting murked by soda cans and steamrollers. Yeah, you're not even gonna like that. But uh, so I mentioned I I mentioned the farting scene when that kid died. So one of the things that Stephen King has in common with uh, Stephen King is that he likes fart sounds in his movies. So uh, he's really into that. No fart sounds in Carrie. I'm sure he was very upset about that. But uh, that's why he had to make his own movie. Everyone was getting it wrong. Yeah, <laughs> he just Why wants Stephen, someone to do Stephen King right. Face. Yeah, well, gee, I didn't see Jack Nicholson farting in The Shining. <laughs> Four hours ought to do the trick. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy we didn't do that, dude. If I had made you watch that, it straight up would have ruined the podcast. That would have ruined a friendship, is what it would have ruined. <laughs> yeah. Like you think this is long, but holy shit, dude! It's four hours and nothing happens. Speaking of long and nothing happens. <laughs> My sex life. Uh, I mean, anyway. Uh, Same, so... except only the second part. <laughs> so, uh, with, with the... I almost said The Shining. With Dreamcatcher. Dreamcatcher came out in, like, 2003. So, by this point, he has redeemed himself since Maximum Overdrive. He's had Misery. He's had... Stand by Me came out the same year as Maximum Overdrive, huh? That hurts. Huh? Uh, he's also he's also had Green Mile and Shawshank Redemption, and uh, I guess you can include the 1990. It people liked it, although it was terrible. <laughs> the first half of it was pretty good, though. The first half was it okay, but uh, 2003 rolls around, and Lawrence Kasdan, who's never really done anything worth Swear knowing, to f- <laughs> <laughs> okay. I knew this was gonna happen. <laughs> Not even mad. Yeah, see? See? We're okay. You're actually laughing how not mad you are. It's, uh, it's really funny that you can be so <laughs> ignorant. Uh, he gets a script from Stephen King, uh, and he's just like, oh, this is really great. And Stephen King's like, yeah, I got hit by a car. Uh, and he decided, well, that's not going to slow me down. I got the ideas, and the paper is a willin'. And he wrote down his ideas about him getting hit by a car. Dreamcatcher, 2003. Uh, it stars four psychic buddies. Did you know Stephen King likes psychic characters? You know what? I had this a hunch. And uh, this movie also confirmed it. Uh, so, Alex, we, we've been doing a whole lot of talking. Would you like to open up uh, this movie? Oh, that's so <laughs> fucking mean of you. Good luck. <laughs> what do I have to... It sucks. What do I have to say? Like, everything about it is bad. 
the, the, I mean. Okay, great analysis. Parker, your thoughts. Uh, I would say it's garbage. Chris, your analysis. So I liked it. Kid? <laughs> no, 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 no. no. My life. I, I actually no. Okay, so I went on to Letterboxd and uh, I gave it the cursory one star. I went down for the other reviews. Some guy gave it a four and a half. So someone really out liked of five. Ah, <laughs> oh, Lawrence yeah. Schmasden. That's like really unfortunate. Four and a half stars. <laughs> he said it's a really faithful adaptation or something like that. It's yeah. it's. His um, review is not very good. I mean, so I guess it's have... a faithful adaptation of one of King's worst books. You got that uh, going well, for you. Uh, yeah, yeah if it's go. immediately post-car uh, accident, it's probably one of the worst ones. My, I, I don't blame him. You should be resting, but here he is getting back to work. Anyway, they're I mean, poor buddies. Like, I get it for him, but did no editor read it and go, you no, we're not putting this out. No, the editor wrote, He the editor read one word. He read, king and he was just like oh publish yeah. it this must be good they, I, I don't think they ever put any thought or time or effort into editing like, it. they're just like yeah this is good enough as it is this is post that 90s doldrum where everything was garbage like come on mm-hmm. no we but, know what this but is here. king yeah. can forgive me for this king can shit out literally anything and people will pay for it as evidenced by my <laughs> dvd collection <laughs> <laughs> proud owner of the Tommy Knockers here. That's a rare, hard to find item. He, yeah, it, it genuinely is. You, he's not making this up here. It's just like, oh, you can find it any bargain bit thing. You had to look for that, didn't you? I could not believe I saw it in the wild because literally on Amazon, it's like twenty dollars still because no you... one has it. And you said thirty dollars for the Blu-ray of Children of the Corn. Oh no, I will not be buying that. <laughs> Capitalism was a mistake. Anyway, uh, so we look at Dreamcatcher. It stars who? Who's the blonde guy? Alex, did you did you catch his name? He is absurdly handsome. Uh, wait, a blind guy? Blonde guy. Blonde guy. Sorry. Uh, leader guy. Uh, Henry. Oh. Or they call him H. Was he that? Oh, he was the one that I kept confusing with Aaron Eckhart. I kept confusing yeah, yeah, with Harvey. Yeah, my delicious time. Thomas Jane like that. <laughs> is that his name? Okay. Oh. Yeah. Chris, you've Whoa. never seen the Punisher movies. Let me just add that to the list. Oh, God bless America. <laughs> okay. Well, it's nice having you on for this episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal, Alex. And we're going to be... Bo- no, just kidding. And then uh, John Travolta. See, John Travolta's in the... Pu- See, you'll God. love it. You'll love it, Chris. It's only two hours. Okay. And then so Kevin Nash shows up in a Russian accent and they fight. Anyway, he has three friends. One of them is a guy whose last name is Jones. They call him Jonesy. We'll get to that in a bit. <laughs> Uh, he's a, a professor, or something, I don't care. And there's one guy who's a car salesman. D- did you guys keep confusing him with that guy from SNL, uh, who was also a late night host? Oh, not, ki- I, not Kimmel. Yeah, are you? You're not talking about Seth Meyers. Not are you? Seth Meyers. No, you're right. Not Seth Meyers, but the other one. I, the, I have yeah, an idea. Yeah, the guy. Late night TV host. Edit point. I'm not going to include all this. What's his fucking name? There it is. Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon. Did that not look just like Jimmy Fallon? Okay, no, he does not. Look no, like I would recognize his massive teeth anywhere. No, t- Timothy <laughs> Olyphant's glorious grill. Tiny eyes grill. and massive teeth. <laughs> oh, what the best steamed clams in Maine? Oh, Sir, wait, Beaver. Are you talking well, about dentures? The important thing here is that Timothy Olyphant will never forget this role. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm so I sick of this. I told Alex that. before we started recording that I was going to alley oop her. Uh, I was going to alley oop this one to her, and she's just like, "No, I can't do no, that. That's too thank, bad." I thank was you like, so fine. much for not including me in that. I'm going to so I just decided I'd slam it off the backboard and dunk it. We're here to amplify <laughs> women's voices and then shut them down when we think of a sick one-liner. <laughs> Alex, let it be known, I will protect you in this podcast. <laughs> oh, thanks so much. <laughs> we respect women's rights. So, <laughs> Timothy Elephant is in this. And... I just realized there's not a single woman in Dreamcatcher except the dead woman who keeps farting. Yeah. This movie's really good. No, there's yeah, another one. There's uh, the there's the one that they find in the drain. Oh, right, yeah. And, yeah, she was uh, me. And then yeah, the one, the one that, uh, the one that's um, oh shit, which is the one, the one that Pete makes extremely uncomfortable by saying, "I'll help you find your keys <laughs> oh, if you yeah. go on a date with me." Oh. <laughs> so would you say this movie reduces women somehow? <laughs> it just follows her around, bumfuck Maine, looking for her keys. Okay, so <laughs> which that was really creepy. Okay, my first thing here is like, if you were psychic and you were asked to solve the situation, but you wanted to hide the fact that you're psychic, would you do? <laughs> any of the shit that timothy elephant did <laughs> the first 10 minutes of this movie is just four guys being like hey guys i'm totally not psychic or anything yeah hey did you say something <laughs> no i don't uh, have mind powers you didn't you just kill your mother traffic. even though you killed your mother well, what the fuck how could you know that you so don't know Alex, my name alex i, I, don't I, have, I, magic. I have a couple questions to ask you one uh you would notice this better than i would does this movie pass the bechdel test kidding me <laughs> yes <laughs> they don't have a single conversation that's not about men or duddits therefore the women never meet each other <laughs> the women are like several miles apart and several time like eras apart you know so no they don't meet each other in fact that's that's literally true the, the first one the special needs girl she's like 20 years ago then you got the woman who totally ditches uh uh, what's his name? Timothy Elephant. And then six months later, you got the woman who keeps on farting. Yep. I mean, there's. No, but well, was the alien? Stephen the girl, King though? was going through a lot. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think he yeah. was on a uh, lot of drugs. A lot of drugs when he did that. A heroic uh, I, dose whoa, of oxycontin. Well, Alex, that, that Alex, that actually doesn't make sense. Stephen King doing drugs? I oh my god! Really yeah, he's usually straight one. and narrow, but car accidents, man, they're they're a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he he wouldn't he wouldn't do anything as as base as drugs. Anyway, uh, another question for you. So, you you've seen a lot of movies where it's very obvious that a man wrote the dialogue for a woman, and it's very much an example of like this is how men think women talk. I put this <laughs> to you. <laughs> this movie. This movie reads like, this is how women think men talk. I mean, I did write somewhere on my notes that these men are nasty. Just by itself. Like, I just couldn't... I. It was... Honestly, it was, it was a beaver the whole fucking time. I was just like, God, will somebody please... Will somebody please bite this guy's face off so I can hear him not talk anymore? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, okay. What was up with that guy? So, they, they all decide they... We're not really going over the plot here, so I want to get to some things of the plot. So, first of all, they're all psychic, and they're like, oh, let's meet up at a bar. I'm thinking about Duddits. And uh, <laughs> Jones... Hey, Jonesy, sup, bro? Say you're thinking about Duddits. You want to get so, hammered? So, so, so Jones is like, I want to cross the street for some reason, because he sees a vision of Duddits or something like that. Then he does his best Stephen King impression and gets totally murked by a Mercedes. And 
Oh, if he didn't want people to talk about it, then he wouldn't have put it in there. I'm just anyway, it through my demons. No, I then think that was the, the worst. Just walk in my dog, and I saw that it's. Sorry, guys. I found a fourth actress. Uh, fourth actress is the woman in the ambulance who gets <laughs> her worst. Oh, that's right. I think he's gone. That's right. <laughs> oh, will you see him? No, I think he's we dead. Save the movie. Okay. Save the whole movie. And she got her $20 and left the movie. Anyway. Uh, so, six months later. There's a bowl of clams. No real change. Right? That just didn't. Nothing really seemed to change there. So, they're all like, yeah, let's go camping in the woods. Uh, they go to a cabin in the woods, which, by the way, make a little idea about that. That could be mm-hmm. a good idea for a horror movie. And they're all camping out there and drinking beers and shooting the breeze and. Jonesy starts talking about his mental warehouse. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh, oh my no. God. So, when I first heard that line, I was just like, oh, I'm going to store that in the who gives a shit section of my <laughs> mental warehouse. And I was just like, I was just like, oh yeah, me too. And then they're just like, the mental warehouse. I was like, wait, wait we're picking up on this? I was like, yeah, you don't know about the mental warehouse? It's just like, I thought it was like a, you know, expression, you know, just like, oh, I don't you know, it's over like that. It was like, no, 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 it's an actual thing that I go into and I have like file folders and everything and I'll keep this stuff over here and stuff. I was like, what the fuck? And they actually show this whole you thing. You know what? I hope that it'll become a critical he, plot point later yeah. on. Oh, you know what I super yes, love about that? He's like, oh yeah, I have to get rid of all of my what? rock and roll lyrics in order to make room for my <laughs> yeah. uh, iMac instruction booklet. But he's got entire like rows dedicated to embarrassing childhood memories that he could very easily just pick up and throw away. Why would you get rid of the lyrics from Highway to Hell for that? More, more importantly, he says rock and roll yeah. lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is the worst dialogue I've ever heard in my life. This is the worst Kevin Smith Tarantino horseshit I've ever heard. Now, I can't wait to lose uh, my virginity so I can finally have a fuckery in my life. No, I, Parker, yeah, I want you to tell me the difference here. So it's uh, let's Don't say it's do Friday this. night. And, do not do you this. Know, you you really want to see a movie, and you go out to you know Burrito King or whatever. You can treat the girl nice, and you ask her inside your place afterwards. Maybe she could watch a Stephen King movie with you, and she declines. Is that a fuckery? Is that a or is that a fucker? Oh, yeah, it's turning into a real fuckery, Chris. By the now, way, the, call me Beave. I'm forty. Now, <laughs> now at one point the fuckery turns into a fuckero. At that point, I was just trying to diagram all the shit that Jason Lee's trying to say. So, th- another question here: Which movie is worse for Jason Lee, this movie or the Chipmunks movie? I mean, I'm sure those Chipmunks yeah. paychecks were incredible. Dreamcatcher well, was an absolute flop, yeah. so I can imagine that the Chipmunks so, movies were a lot better for his uh, bank account. Well, thank God it was a flop. I don't want to say this is more embarrassing than Mallrats, but so. it probably is. This this was pretty bad. I mean, he probably. I mean, he yeah. does ram his hand up his ass and put shit on. People pretzels. still talk about Mallrats. No one talks about this movie. Well, besides us, this, I mean, Kevin Smith fans are. They talk about a lot of things. Boy, this is just the Kevin Smith podcast, isn't it? So okay, we're it's doing Clerks two next week. Um, anyway. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so Jason Lee's character really—it seems like they're trying to give him way too many quirks without making him interesting. Jones is a somewhat interesting character. Just—I don't know—it's just the way he acts. And Timothy Elephant is a pretty interesting character too. But boy, the guy—what's yeah. his there, name? Pete or something Pete, like that? Pete no, it's not Pete. It's—I don't even care. Oh yeah. Uh, 
Oh, no, Beaver. Beaver's his name. So he introduces himself at one point to a guy. He says, hi, my name is, I don't know, Richie Tavers. Call me Beaver. And I was just like, uh, on purpose? And it's like, hi, my name is Chris Beaver. Field. Call me Pussy. <laughs> Call me the autistic virgin wow. who has never had sex. <laughs> who is also creepy. My name is Parker Clare. Call me Ishmael. <laughs> So, uh, the, How dare you? so the guy has, uh, so the guy is always, uh, like has a toothpick in his mouth, oral fixation or something like that. I know what that's like. And he also has a hard dick all the time. Is that what they're trying to get across? Hey, remember Viagra? This will be some really biting, funny commentary. So Alex, I just want to let you know that this is, Hey, locker room talk right here. This is what guys talk about whenever we're alone together, whenever we're not, whenever we're recording and, you know, you're not around. We're talking about Viagra. How you always want an erection. Yeah, like, isn't that like, like, for, like, isn't that like a serious problem for you guys in middle school? And, yeah, just middle school. Yeah, yeah, sure. Totally. Just, anyway, uh, <laughs> totally not a thing in my Only life anymore. Then. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, but that, this is what we do. We say stuff like, fuck me, Freddy, bite my bender, bitch in a buzzsaw. Hey, when the broads are away, the boys will play, am I right? Yeah. Just talking about boners and my friend duds. <laughs> my magical retard friend. Yeah, anyway, we all we all drink beers and talk about Viagra making our dicks hard for ten hours at a time. That... Yeah, that's, that's when you go to like the hospital. That's like a fucking nightmare. <laughs> that, yeah. You're supposed to go to the hospital it's... after four. This guy's like, yeah, See, 12 again. hours. I'm like, why would you want that? Alex, I told you, this movie, I, I don't know that it was written by Stephen King. I think that this is like, this is how, I guess, like, a woman thinks that men talk when, where, when there are no women around. I'm telling you, this isn't even close. Well, I have to I've go. always wanted to imagine the star of Justified edging for 12 hours. <laughs> Thanks, space movie man. <laughs> oh boy. Um, so the only anyway. writing credits on this are men. I'm not. Still y'all fault. I'm, I'm just saying <laughs> possibility. It's, Where else it's, would you get just... this genuine guys talk? <laughs> yeah. This this is this is us anyway. Uh, so the guys go out. What Jonesy goes out hunting or whatever. He thinks he sees a deer. Then the deer turns into Elmer Fudd, and he's like, "Oh, Elmer Fudd's sick. Let's bring him back to the cabin." And uh, the guy introduces, introduces himself. Hey, my name is Beaver. My name is Jones, but all my friends call him Jonesy. He's like, "Are you a hockey player or something?" I don't know. Um, and the guy keeps burping and farting the whole time. I'm just like, classic. And it is definitely played for laughs. It didn't get a laugh out of me. They didn't make me laugh at a fart joke. I have a, I have the IQ of like fucking a deer and i didn't laugh at a fart joke are you kidding me you can even play that they, right they just they Big seemed fat. like they were all just tacked on they were all tin can fart noises from like oh let's go let's go raid the fucking you right yeah library. they didn't actually they didn't actually create any good Ooh, fart noises I, for this movie i personally was offended at least go into the bathroom after eating a whole bunch of chili and get a <laughs> yak back machine record it like that it's not like Tom Sizemore needs help farting. Fucking exactly. look at him. He's been on the verge of death for 25 years. Now, I will say this, uh, Alex, just a little thing for you. Uh, as far as locker room talk and what guys are like, we, we do not apologize when other men are around. <laughs> All right? If there's ladies around, I was like, oh my goodness, excuse me. But no, if there are guys around, you know, we let that one fly. 
We just pop Viagra and fart each other's faces for <laughs> upwards of ten hours. Oh, speaking of uh, fetishes. Uh, yeah? Well, you, were, you were going somewhere with that? Does oh, someone in this movie me, have Freddy, a That's a sick that cloud he just ripped. Oh, no, I mean... <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Oh, bite my bender while I eat some more curds here. <laughs> At some point, he says, bite my bag. Yeah, he says, bite my bag and bite my bender. So I, I immediately thought of the guy from Futurama. And I was like, are you using the robot I, yeah. as like a word for penis? Oh, Josie, sorry I got hit by that car. Let's all go to a cabin and talk about my hard dick for a while. <laughs> and they do it every year because they got to talk about their good friend Duddits. Uh, <laughs> and then the fucking flashback. Oh, Two hours and 13 man. minutes. Yeah, Who of course there's like a flashback in the stupid movie for Idiot Babies. The, the, the Stephen King movies always have a flashback, except for Maximum Overdrive. That was weird. Oh, man. Chris, yes. you, know what, you know what else they have? You know what else Stephen King movies have whenever they introduce children? What? Fucking irredeemable bullies. Oh, yeah, how, exactly. Okay, so this is one that, uh, you're right, Parker and I have talked about this a lot. Boys, Greasers did something to Stephen King. We don't know what they did, but boy, they must have done something to him. They must have made him listen to some bad rock and roll lyrics. But these guys... <laughs> These guys are just weird. What is the quarterback of the team? I'm sorry, I, I kind of sound like King of the Hill here. I was like, <laughs> what is the quarterback of the team doing feeding the dog? Some people just talk like dog. that, Chris. <laughs> you sound more like Boomhauer, let's be real. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> With the personality of Bill. <laughs> <laughs> you just hear me crying from my apartment. There's like a 15 second silence while we're all trying to figure out whose turn it is to talk and just say, I'm so depressed I can't even blink. <laughs> oh, anyway. <man. laughs> Why do you keep calling me Bill? <laughs> Dude, remember Maximum Overdrive where the Billdozer ran that kid's head over? <laughs> Okay, we'll have a King of the Hill episode, I guess. Uh, anyway, yeah, they're trying to feed a dog turn to... Uh, they keep calling it... I might as well call it the kid from the retard school. I'm <laughs> quoting the movie. I, it's not me. I'm not yeah, doing Yeah, I it. had a hard time calling him anything other than the retard child for the whole movie. I, I know. It, it, and the thing is, like... Look, I'll just put it out here. I don't like that word. It's, it's, it's a really impolite word. Then, so I, I try, I try, I don't always succeed, I try not to use it, I'm working at it, I'm attending therapy, but fucking, you keep calling him that, I'm gonna call him that too. Yeah, no, I, I never, I don't support I never this. use, I never use that word in polite company or otherwise, but the whole time I was just like, oh great, the retard child, like the whole movie, I felt awful, <laughs> this movie makes me feel bad. Now Alex, quick question, what, what is it like to be in polite company? Oh, man. I don't know. Uh, it's been like a decade. Uh, you're talking to you guys who don't really know here. <laughs> but well, uh, anyway. I felt bad calling him the retard kid from us the movie until Donnie Wahlberg <laughs> showed up with leukemia. <laughs> and I didn't not, feel bad. Yeah, let's let's not uh, let's not spoil that <laughs> right away. Yeah, the amazing twist ending. There is actually a twist. In the so shit. good. Uh, yeah, so they, they calm the kid down by singing Blue Bayou or whatever to him. And ah, rock and roll lyrics. 
most yeah, soothing ailment. Fix everything. Yeah, boy, I hated those kids too. And oh my god, so they're they're arguing with the bullies, right? They're arguing it's like, oh, he's gonna run away. It's like, what? He likes this attention. They are going back and forth like it's a fucking congressional bill or something like that about healthcare. It's just like, so you want us to fight? No, yeah, we want you to fight. Well, what if we run away? Oh, well, he's gonna run away and tell his boss. Like, will the senator yield? Reclaiming my time. This is honestly some time. more stuff. I wish I could reclaim my time. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, that little kid uh, plays Duddits, which actually means Douglas, but they call him Duddits, and he gives them all psychic powers. How the hell does that work? When you saw the special need kids with the Scooby Doo lunchbox, <laughs> yeah. what did that do for you? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, it didn't hurt as much as him being a Red Sox fan. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what I Stephen said. King, Stephen King is also a Red Sox fan, so. Oh, you're a hero. I have to admit. Oh, so now we know who the self-insert is. In <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, he's everybody, including Tom Sizemore. <laughs> uh, I honest, honestly, I have some thoughts about the regular self-inserts for Stephen King movies. I think it's the tiny kid with the glasses and the smart mouth. You think so? I think that's what he is in every single one. Because of he, movies. I mean, we <laughs> saw that exact same character in it, right? Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah but. I mean, here's the thing is it's usually a little bit more obvious than that. I think he's usually like the very obvious. He is the writer or he is the alcoholic. I'm sure as a kid, he was a kid with a big mouth. Although that's more of a Harlan Ellison thing. Parker, don't. But it's <laughs> one of J. the. <sighs> this is my broken life. Harlan Ellison Quinzel. <laughs> <laughs> you see what? have to put up with that she was his you queen. see what my best friend will do to me <laughs> anyway uh it's I, I just think it's a little bit more obvious but i i do see it i think again he tries to spread himself out with his self-inserts at least in this movie except for one character <laughs> morgan freeman the one black character <laughs> when morgan freeman started saying the same shitty dialogue i was so so embarrassed now uh Parker, I have to ask you about the weasels in this movie. I don't I mean the shit weasels. A real thing here. I oh, mean dude, his eyebrows. Sure. What is up with Morgan Freeman's eyebrows in this movie? Mm-hmm. Morgan Freeman came to set with those eyebrows, and good luck shaving them. Not with this script. Now, by this point, Morgan Freeman was in Driving Miss Daisy, he was in uh, The Shawshank Redemption, and he would soon be in Hot Tub Time Machine, or something like that, I don't know. But, I, I, by this point... He's, he was he was also in Glory, right? Was he in Glory? I think so. Yeah, I don't really agree with the message of that movie. I, I didn't I didn't even see Glory, okay? But either way, uh, <laughs> I, I just know he was in black people fighting back against Confederacy. Thought I took some liberties with history. I have some charts for you. Uh, the worst one to me is still The Patriot, <laughs> but still, uh, imagine that Mel Gibson made a movie that isn't historically accurate. But either way, he didn't need this movie. Why is he in here? Besides the fact that Stephen King was like, I need a black character. <laughs> Scatman Crothers is busy being in hell. Do you want to be in my movie? There's a reason that uh, that uh, the, the, the one black man in Maine in It was a bachelor. <laughs> They're just like, hey, what if I found a wife? And Stephen King was like, would she be black? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of strange things go on in Derry. Kids disappear and there's race mixing. <laughs> 
How upset do you think he was when he saw the new version of it and saw two black characters? <laughs> Whoa, what? <laughs> Wrong! Uh, no, wow, have you diversity. read the book? Page 1075? far, you guys. All right, well, at least the black kid doesn't read anymore, so that's good. Yeah, well, there we go. <laughs> so Stephen King's racist. Alex, your thoughts? You don't say. A white, a white boy from Maine who writes horror novels? Hey, hey, hey. What? Sleep Maine out of this. <laughs> it's from New England. Well, that's, that makes you, you better. see what the Patriots did to Atlanta last night? Oh my God. Another example <laughs> of white people. <laughs> Uh, I'm just saying that uh, Chris Hogan is better than Brandon Cooks. Folks! <laughs> Wrong podcast. Uh, we've kind of blended in. Welcome to Swinging Pizzagate, Alex. <laughs> Your thoughts on the Chicago Bears. No, but... Uh, uh, no. <laughs> no. No. I will no, not no. speak of them anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, so... Uh, fucking Morgan Freeman is upset about something. He shoots off one of his underlings' fingers during a Boy Scout salute. Oh my god, that was—that uh, was really fucking dumb, wasn't it? I it I thought it was hilarious. I was I was laughing really hard afterward, like way harder than I should have been, to be honest. But for some reason, just him shooting a guy's finger off as a warning was just really, really funny. <laughs> well, you know what got me is that he immediately started cleaning it up. It's like, dude, you think you could hire someone to do that for I, you? Yeah. I was like, aren't well, you I like mean... a general? Yeah, he's still the one black guy still has to get on his hands and knees and mop up. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> hey, I mean, come on, you know that's right there. But then again, they're he's arguing with another general. A guy says three star generals. Like, so what if he was a two star general? You wouldn't argue with him? Come on, it's fucking dumb. I hate it whenever people say, "Oh, four star general," you know, John Kelly or whatever. Oh, so like whatever. If he was like two star general, be like, oh yeah. Is Morgan Freeman stealing valor? I. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Anyway, so Elmer Fudd is in their cabin, and he is uh, farting up a storm, and he shits out an alien. And they're just like, oh, that's inconvenient. And you see Tom Sizemore's ass, and that's pretty cool. Anyway, uh, Jason Lee has to sit on the toilet to stop the alien from coming out, and he can't help it. He has to reach for his oral fixation, and he lets the alien out, which just bites off all his fingers. And Jason Lee's reaction to it is non-existent. I think they forgot <laughs> to include that. He just kind of looks at his hand like, oh, um, I'm just, I'm just letting you know, I wrote then, Langoliers in huge letters when the, when the thing came out of the toilet. I was like, aha! If you see paper, I'm Alex, this we, call. We, Alex, we have a truce on this podcast. <laughs> We're trying to push past the hurting here. Uh, but... You know, speaking of Langoliers, uh, Parker. God damn it! I, I wanted, I want to know. Did you ever draw these aliens on your? Oh, uh, fuck you so. <laughs> yeah, I actually have a special connection to this movie that we'll get to later. Oh, oh boy, I'm, I'm ready for this one. So, uh, anyway, Jonesy, Jonesy, uh, sees him, and they're just like, you know, the alien kills him, bites his face off, and we don't hear him say "fuck me, Freddy" anymore. Yay. So, oh, that's I, again. Stephen King is way better at writing kids than he is at writing adults. That reminds me. One last... This is... No, this is important. We gotta get to this. It's not just the catchphrases that this guy makes up for himself. Which, by the way, no one has ever said, bite my bag before. Unless they're a masochist. He, But Jonesy says to him another catchphrase that I thought was copyright. He says, hey, we gotta break that door down. Scooby-Dooby-Doo, we got some work oh. to do now. 
what is that doing in this movie or any movie? That wasn't even in the original Scooby-Doo movie. Well, that that, that means they can use it. You the would know, you Parker. You watched Scooby-Doo. No, they said Scooby-Doo, where are you? Yes, I've seen that movie. But... Oh, Wait, are we talking about the live-action one? Because I saw it when I was like a teenager, and I was surprisingly okay with it. Guys. Mostly because of Matthew Lillard. Because uh, he's the best Shaggy ever. Back two against <laughs> one. Two against one, Chris. Your bullying will not go unchecked any longer. You're, you are just so lucky I got a girl to talk to you. Anyway. Look, so we this mo- is the first and last <laughs> time I have to savor it. <laughs> we really should add something at the beginning where uh, we say, hey, we have a girl to record with us, and you just go, what? <laughs> she shared 45 minutes of... <laughs> Let her talk. <laughs> so, so after every single thing she says you're just gonna go yeah right sure that is yeah. very courageous of you <laughs> that's so brave of you to say that about the shit weasel <laughs> anyway the shit weasel which by the way is the official term for it uh comes out kills please don't talk about <laughs> jason lee like that he's had it rough Ever since my name is Earl ended. Oh God, you're. Ever since what? You speak. Oh, Don't you're right. worry about it. Now I can see his face with <laughs> anyway, his stupid uh... mustache. <laughs> <laughs> and now we got uh, the actual big alien comes yeah. out. <laughs> Alex, oh what is the name uh, of this big ass alien? God, why? why? Why would you do this to me? <laughs> oh, you didn't actually look it up, did you? <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I know it. <laughs> I know what it is. Although I, I strongly appreciate Keith Day. That's my yeah, favorite. Yeah, that was. Thing. Oh, come on. That's and too if easy I ever, for us. if I ever write anything again, if I ever write anything again about that series, that's all. <laughs> Mister Gay is here to see you. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why? Why is that not my Skype oh, name? <laughs> You can be an Ein Easter game. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, I knew with all your racist comments you'd have some German in you. Anyway. Where's so Jonesy? Guy... Uh, he signed no, an this... Easter gay's contract. <laughs> so that guy takes over his body. Uh, yeah, and the guy who, who plays Jonesy decided he would just do a Malcolm McDowell impression. Oh my god. That is exactly what he was trying Brilliant. to do. He was trying to do a Malcolm McDowell impression. I'm sure that's what he was trying to do. Well. <laughs> no, Chris. Chris, you're going to like this. You know what he, you know what he reminds what? me from? Reminds me from? You know what he reminds me of? He reminds me of uh, the G-Man from Half-Life. Does he? Wherever anybody would take a Gary's mod and just make him <laughs> smile like <laughs> Okay, now I see it. Oh my god. When he first, okay, when he gets on like the speed bike, he starts like smiling whenever his, his face like changes angles and the camera goes, ching, ching, Oh ching. god, it was so good. And that fucking oh, smile, holy shit. Usually oh. uh, one of my favorite parts of the whole movie was, was that point where he's just like sad face and then he's like, ching, and big smile. Oh, Speaking of weird ass sound design, <laughs> so he's, they're in the, they're in like in the snow or whatever, it's made, it's cold. So he has like a parka, right, with like a hood. Whatever what? he puts on the hood, did you hear that, uh, did you hear that sound effect? I vaguely uh, nothing? remember it. It was, it, whenever he puts on the hood, it's, it's like a, I can't, I'm not exactly Frank Welker here, but it's like a, it was yes. like, yes. it was, yes. it was just like, 
what the like fuck? Like a little whoosh noise. I know, it's just whoosh. It was just they like... Never, they, they never properly explain why them having their... Because the the um the fat dude in the cabin was like, I need my hat. Like, for some reason, hats are a big deal, but they never explain why hats are a big deal. One might say they don't explain a lot in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know, why but this damn, alien lays eggs. Yeah, so shout out to Alex asshole. for finding the one inconsistency in this well-told movie. Trying to break down this Typical. You know, well-crafted Bunch of dudes here. hanging out in the cabin having fun, and the woman's like, uh, actually, what does that have to do with anything? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like one of the only things that really bothered me in this movie. I have no idea why, but, I was, but the whole time I was just like, why the hats? Can somebody... Ex- no. Nothing. I see for you to notice that. I guarantee you would have picked up on the piss fetish. I okay. Because I like I felt proud of myself for noticing it, and you would have been like, "Oh yeah, it's obvious." I mean, yeah, I picked up on a lot of. I mean, what do you think I think about every time I watch a Quentin Tarantino movie? The piss fetish. I I mean, the foot fetish. (laughs) So I told you about uh, potato, potato, (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, geez, where where do we even leave off? Oh yeah, so the shit weasel comes out, kills the guy. Stephen King's been secretly into pee stuff for like four decades, and it's just in all of his books. I would never know because I don't read. Same. uh, Anyway, uh, so I completely. I I have to admit, I zoned out on this. This movie, guys, we've mentioned it's two hours and fourteen minutes. Fourteen if you include the credits, which I didn't actually sit through. But oh, we'll talk about the credits. This movie drags. So it gets to the part with uh, Timothy Elephant and was it Hunter Henry or whatever? I'm just gonna call him Henry. They call him H. No, no one, no one uses the word the letter H to abbreviate for any name that begins with H. And they're going along and they're driving back and they nearly miss a woman. The guy breaks his leg. He's getting dragged out of the truck and he's laughing because he broke his leg. Oh, yeah, it's I like so it's funny that funny? they flip their car over. They're just like, ah ha ha, we're we're stuck out here forever. Yeah. No, Alex, you don't understand. This is what guys are like when we're by ourselves. We all laugh about broken legs. And uh, so they go up and they yell at that woman who then farts in their faces and tells them she has to find her husband. They drag her back. What for? And Timothy Elephant gets really drunk and is talking to her. And he gives away the twist of the movie. Wait, what? (laughs) He sure does. I don't think Duddits is from this world. I was like... Dude, there are two ways you can go here. Luckily, they chose the right way, but it still wasn't a good way. They was like, either you make that your twist right now, or you are being so insulting. Clever well, foreshadowing. There was some foreshadowing early on. <laughs> when when Beaver when Beaver says, fuck me, Freddy, here's to 20 more. Immediately afterward, I was like, you are so dead. You are dead tomorrow. And he was. He was dead tomorrow. I just remembered that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, see, this is a really good really script. They're really good at like broadcast, broadcasting stuff, but like in a subtle way. Yeah, <laughs> it makes you think. Repeat viewings are important. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, this is worth watching again. Dreamcatcher, the most cerebral movie in Stephen King's arsenal. I, Chris, I, I told you, I have seen this movie twice. This is my second time watching. And okay. Parker, was this like you said you only watched a bit of it earlier on? Yeah, it was on, like, cable TV, and I got to the part where he shit out a worm, and then I turned it off. Oh, that's so only, like, two hours into it. imagine my surprise when Morgan Freeman comes in with a helicopter. <laughs> so, uh, Morgan Freeman does come in, and this is the most boring stuff. I gotta tell you, you'd think that Morgan Freeman in a helicopter with a machine gun would be the most interesting part of the movie. Everything with the military is the most 
boring part of the movie. Oh my god, yeah. almost, I, like I we didn't need another subplot in a two-hour movie about shit alien worms. Yeah, so that's the whole part that could have been cut. This movie could have been like an hour 13. It would have been in and out and, you know, on my way home. Much like, like the worms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Uh, so that stuff is all really dull. Sorry, and Chris, we can't have guy talk when there's a girl around. You see, this is what happens. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Jones, you should take be. the red pill. How dare you? First you take our games, then you take away our guy talk. Oh. <laughs> anyway. Beeve uh, loves Gamergate. Yeah. I just so, wanted some of the Nazis you can tell that Morgan Fre- to be female, okay? I just wanted to shoot some women. <laughs> I don't need a political message in my video games, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck me, Freddy. What is these SJWs <laughs> ruining everything? <laughs> Bye bye bag, Antifa. <laughs> <laughs> bye my bender, Anita Sarkeesian. Anyway, uh, boy, she didn't do a great job. What's wrong? Triggered? Shut up! I knew what you were gonna say. <laughs> Not letting it happen. You are, you already made that joke. I'm sorry. I know, like four times because I'm. Oh, hack. that reminds me. Uh, <laughs> we brought it up in the other podcast. We got to do it on this one. <laughs> Alex, did you see? Turning Point USA had a conservative protest on campus where the guys dressed up in like diapers <laughs> to protest safe spaces. Wow, I'm no what? You are so triggered right now. Oh my <laughs> god! Suck my stepdad's dick to I trigger the lips. What? <laughs> Sounds like you're kind of triggered. What's wrong? As I snowflake triggered. <laughs> Just sitting in my diaper, hanging out, watching Dreamcatcher. Look at this. I colored Tom Sizemore's ass on my coloring book for adults. (laughs) So, uh, the movie continues. Speaking of precious snowflakes. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Was so this is actually earlier on. We missed this part, but I just want to talk about it. Uh, I, I, uh, Beaver, real name, is looking up at the snow, and the snowflake falls on his glasses, and as soon as it hits his lens, you actually hear an audible Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if you saw it, but it was a perfect snowflake. It was a perfectly, like, you know, with all the little points and everything just falling gracefully through the sky. It was was magical. Uh, Perfect snowflake. (laughs) Uh, Alex, Alex, if we could stop with your alt-right talk, I think all snowflakes are perfect, so... First of all, Snowflake Master Race. Uh, I apologize Peter to anyone Dallas here who's triggered. Snowflake. She will not be coming back on this. Anyway, she's uh, been popping off way too much. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know what is going on here, but this is really insensitive yeah. talk here. So back to yeah, guy talk about Viagra sorry, and 10 hour dicks. Dude, my dick stays so hard. Whenever I'm watching Stephen King, I'm just telling you, it is a good six hours of Pound Town right there. I, I mean, put on the shining butt- edge every time that Bucktooth kid starts screaming about Tony. It is <laughs> like a tin roper. It's powerful. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we leave. I'm sorry if we're That's actually doing too much of this, Alex. I already listened to the podcast. Like, yeah, this. this. Okay. If it makes you feel better, I felt bad saying it. And thinking it, but here we are. So the movie, much to our chagrin, continues. I'm, I'm going to skip ahead because this is fucking stupid for much of it. Uh, Henry, or 
H. Just call him Henny. Uh, Henny is way Gets funny. in the car. What? That is, that is called, that I'm is called call him, Henny. I'm not going to call Wait. him Henny. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I'm, I'm going to call him Henry, because I have a brother named Henry. It's much easier for me. Henry fucking, like, gets He's a brother uh, of psychic powers. No, he's an adult. Oh, wait, they have adult psychic powers in this movie. Oh, the one curveball. <laughs> you threw a boomerang at me. <laughs> gotcha. So, yeah. So, uh, he's Hoisted by your own logic, guy. Snowflake. He's driving along with a military guy, and he, he wants to call oh Jonesy, God. who's stuck in his mental warehouse because the <laughs> alien's taken over his body. So, he goes into his mental warehouse and uses a phone that's just sitting there in the middle of a oh, desk. Oh, man. And he answers it with oh. his gun. At that point, I'm like, that's that's it. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. And, in and he movie. was that doing a, a creepy Batman voice. <laughs> did you did you appreciate the creepy Batman voice? Like the whole oh, time? you're right. He sure oh was. shit, okay, he certainly was. Oh yeah. Chris, you, you skipped. You Josie, skipped the, I, I knew it was you. You <laughs> skipped something that was really important to me. <laughs> it was it was when uh, is it Jonesy the one that's okay. trapped in the library? He's trapped in his own in a library hell of his own making, and. The yeah. alien is talking to him through the door, and everything the alien is saying is getting echoed. And the last line that he says is, it's the polite thing to do, and the, e and the echo goes, polite thing to do. And it's just so... <laughs> <laughs> you know what I kept thinking about whenever I was watching that? I kept thinking, it was like, is this going to turn into the theme from Shaft? <laughs> It's like, and I bet you, I bet you like that 1971 movie with the black man, Shaft. <laughs> Well, that Sorry, shot man was one bad mother. I'm just yeah, talking about shot. Like everything else in this movie, that whole sequence goes on just a little bit longer than it needs to, and it ends on something that it it's like kind of funny, not funny, hilarious, which I Jonesy. I'm not going to say his name in anything other than Jonesy for the rest of the podcast, just to let you know. Um, hey, you know what's better than show don't tell? If you show and tell. <laughs> For two hours. <laughs> oh, it would. It kept going on. See, I have to admit, I kind of, sort of like the idea of a mental warehouse. And even then, I mean, it's a cerebral movie. But I mean, it's it's about mind control <laughs> and stuff like that. I can understand doing it, but boy, they sucked at it. They really did. Why does that guy have a limp in his own uh, mental warehouse? That's so stupid. He also He's... missed the part where the reason the alien didn't kill him is sense. because him dying in a car wreck made him immune to aliens. I, I, I dead ass thought that you were going to use like the whole plate in the head so, um... uh, conceit from <laughs> Tommyknockers. I thought he was going to bring that one back. I did you, know, you, you have... got gold like that. Did you, you appreciate the very vague oh, Stand yeah. By Me reference that like went away, like in the in the um, sorry in one of the flashbacks where they're like walking by the train. Uh, oh, I thought it was. I thought it was. I thought it was really obvious. Like there, it's you know the kids are walking right next to the train tracks. I think I I said out loud by myself, "Welcome to Stand by Me too. Stand closer uh, to me." Did you like? Did you like did you how like they had to rescue it? a girl from a sewer okay. in Derry, Maine? You get it? Did you guys read yeah. it? Did you guys like that book? Remember? So many references. No, no, uh, I did not. Uh, I mean, there. I mean, there's that one too. But uh, there is, uh, yeah, they they 100 did, and they also like when yeah. Jonesy was trying to keep the alien in there. He has his head like right in the same position that uh, Shelley Winters had in The Shining, and it was about to break through. I was about to have 
have that thing person go here shit weasel oh um apparently in the first the first spot where the bullies are trying to make the kitty shit um that whole complex was the uh the baron's area in 1998 the original that's very yeah. nice that's an another callback yeah. and i'd so much appreciate yeah. these callbacks because sometimes i forget who this movie was made by Yeah, well, you see, the Stephen King universe is really connected. Now, it gets it, we get to the third <laughs> act of the movie where the turtle comes out and pukes oh up the universe. <laughs> and <laughs> uh, so I, I will say we're moving along. Uh, the guy just answered his gun like a phone. I can't make this up. And he goes to get my friend and yours, Duddits. Now, Chris, what does the duds look like? Uh, he has leukemia because... <laughs> fucking why i don't know and uh he's donnie Wahlberg, who looks like alex you had a better comparison right oh of what donnie Wahlberg as donuts looks like or did you parker i don't know hey chris have you ever seen friday the 13th 4 <laughs> when little Corey yes. feldman shaves his head to look like oh Jesus. my god holy shit <laughs> oh shit okay yeah you kind of i can't be... oh wow yeah, I was, that I'm, is the most incredible thing I think I've ever heard on this podcast. This movie goes. Uh, Alex, I'm glad you are here for the seminal moment. That I'm in awe. I, I was gonna make I was gonna make a line about how he looked like a very young John Malkovich. <laughs> Whoa, hey, hey, hey! Kind of rude to John Malkovich. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> let's go on. He's here. been bravely battling leukemia for sixty years. <laughs> You know that he could, like, patronizingly talk leukemia down. <laughs> and I will make this movie with Nicolas Cage, and there's nothing you can do about it. My favorite movie, <laughs> Being Dud. It's we step inside the mind of Donnie Wahlberg. <laughs> you see what you've done, Alex. You see what you've done. You just, like, you just work at Wahlburgers for a day. <laughs> That's it. So, I, first of all, I, I don't at all buy uh, the way that he talks. It's like, oh, it's... <laughs> How could you? I know, well, I know. Okay, <laughs> okay, this sounds weird, but I went to public school. I knew a lot of kids who had developmental disabilities and stuff like that. You're and talking I know to that they do, I know they don't all talk the same, and everyone has their own little speech impediments or whatever. This one Feel sounds like made up. Subtweeted, it really, it really sounds made up. It's just, just like the way he leaves off the opening consonants and everything. It's just that's that's not a real thing. It's it's something that I'm pretty sure Stephen King made up. It just I don't know. It bugs me. Yeah, oh, it's, guys, this is go. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it's it's also in. I mean, I, now I'm just nitpicking because this is this stupid movie and I shouldn't care. But it's entirely inconsistent it, between him as a kid and him as, as an adult. Because he manages. Uh, well, actually, maybe he learned. <laughs> oh my god! He manages to get like one or two of them out occasionally when he's an adult, but when he's a kid, it's just like his tongue is falling all over the place. Look, I'm just mad because I can't do an impression of it for the podcast. All right, guys, this is a very sensitive subject matter. I mean, we're dealing with some. We got to tiptoe around it. Let's make sure we get someone with the talents of Donnie Wahlberg to portray it. <laughs> All right, so we can see right, what's no, become of the new kids on the block. Bite on your tongue block. eighteen times and try to talk. <laughs> that anyway. did the gay great. Wonderful. So it honestly, it's a pretty offensive you portrayal. Say. You know, I, 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 no, it's, it's so it is hurtful to cast a, a 
a retarded character as a Red Sox fan. I, you, there, there's no excuse for something like that. I, I think it was messed up to cast a retarded character as a retarded character. <laughs> <laughs> Again, you know, Stephen King really is like a hardcore Red Sox fan. But anyway. He's a hardcore Oxycontin uh, fan, too. So he is dying of leukemia, and boy, does he look like it. As soon as he gets in the car, like when he's in his home, he's like, oh, happy, you know, less said about that, the better. But <laughs> he gets in the car, and uh, his mom's like, now go save the world. Or be like, what the fuck? Steven, you got to keep trying when you're right. Doesn't you know? she pull him aside and be like, like it, you should take my dying son with you. Maybe he'll die happy. Let me pack his lunchbox now. <laughs> The same Scooby-Doo one. Which, by the way, flashback to the flashback. Remember when they, they picked up the lunchbox and the guy was like, Scooby-Doo. I was just like, oh, wow. Ominous. That sure says a lot. He's got a Scooby-Doo lunchbox. What if, what if it was the Flintstones? rut row what is? What if it was Captain Caveman? <laughs> you know what's really sad? If, he'd, if he did rut row it would just be uh-oh. <laughs> that might be why he likes it so much. Can, yeah, maybe. Oh my god, yeah. does he love Scooby-Doo because he talks like Scooby-Doo? Uh, oh no. It's like the opposite of Scooby-Doo because he takes... Whatever. So they take him oh to goodness. Jonesy and the shit weasel because Jonesy put the shit weasel in a dog to make the dog poop uh, out an alien to poison the water you... supply of Maine. Chris, I have a cool idea for a movie take for over you. the world with aliens. Sorry, go ahead. No, it wasn't, it wasn't going to be Maine. It, the the thing ran all the way down to Boston. Oh, Boston. Whatever. Like, Boston. the world will notice. Yeah. Hey, Chris, I want to pitch you a movie. Yeah. Okay. All right, so it takes place in the winter, right? And there's snow everywhere. All right, I'm These in. guys just locked in a tiny area, and there's a dog that's infected with an alien, and they can't yeah. tell who's infected. What do you think? I don't really think that has a lot of potential. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you might have you might you might have been better served pitching this one to Alex. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> that's you you set that one up really well. I kept thinking about the thing the entire time, and I, <laughs> I was just like, I don't know really how I'm going to get it across. I'm glad you picked it up on that one for me. I was just I was just going to go with that cabin in the woods thing, but that's never been done before. So. So Duddits gets killed, but not really. At first, when he gets killed, he doesn't have any reaction to it at all. And I'm just like, boy, were we supposed to be, you know, feeling sad for it? And that's when I started thinking about, what if you were watching this movie in theaters? Cast your mind back. It's 2003, two years removed from 9-11. The Patriots are about to win their second Super Bowl. And, God. yeah, and... <laughs> Duddits was there in the front row cheering him on. <laughs> Duddits was the log snapper. Anyway. <laughs> Duddits is the kid in the parade. <laughs> 13 he was Patrick years, 20 parades. <laughs> I'm His not mom in the background throwing both her arms up like it's a touchdown. <laughs> That's actually really good. I did, I did uh, honestly but, uh, write as a note, who saw this in theaters? Because I legitimately, like, who saw this? That's a good question. I, I feel bad. It was like, imagine by that point you're getting to, like, the third act of the movie. At this point, you got to be looking around at everyone sitting next to you like, together, we are strong. Uh, together, we can withstand anything. Sure. Like, you got to go to a support group after you see this in theaters, right? After you spend money on this. Oh, fuck me, Freddy. I want my money back. <laughs> I'm going to talk like this forever. I can't wait. Oh, bitch, the buzzsaw. We still got 14 uh. minutes. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so they, uh, 
the, you know, the two aliens fight each other. Oh, that reminds me. Duditz is an alien. He's been an alien this whole time. Why would he choose a retarded kid with leukemia? I think Stephen King would respond to that by saying, why wouldn't you? Mm. Oh, well. He was straight can't, up can't saying, that's that. what they're You're there right, for. Master of Horror. Oh, yeah, that reminds me. This movie's supposed to be scary. Was any part of this scary to you guys? Uh, any of it? The runtime. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, the fact that... The fact that I got 20 minutes I thought it'd be scary. Like, oh, no. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> the second they entered the cabin, I was watching it with someone else, and I was so <laughs> secondhand embarrassed. I wanted to turn it off and go watch it in another room. Who were you watching it with? Uh, I'd rather not say. <laughs> it's bad for Brandon. Uh, did you, did okay, you guys notice that the, uh, anyway. the only two remaining out of the group were the two suicidal ones? Wow, that's oh. deep. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, Thomas Jane put a gun to his head, like and then nothing came from work. it. Yeah. <laughs> and no one else they, reacted they, to that. They, I guess no one else was in the office that day. Upside down, just like super, super cool, like of course Persona it. Three kind of shit. <laughs> uh, look. No, oh evidently, Alex, you never played Metal Gear Solid no. 3, because in that game... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think I finally realized that all the dialogue in this movie sounds like it was written by one of those Redditors that writes about something that never happened. <laughs> I was like, look here, you shit-ass motherfucker. Don't you ever talk to me like that uh, again. We paid I, good I, uh, money for these seats. Hey, Josie, can you hear me? Call 1-800-HENRY. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Oh my god. That, uh, and then everyone in the theater stood up and applauded me. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, that's, uh, so, this movie is real and it exists. So the, uh, the Dunnitz alien kills <laughs> Mr. Gray. No, I don't think it's how you say and it. And they're they're both aliens, and they both explode yeah. to a cloud of red dust. And if you pause the movie really quick, it looks like a Dreamcatcher. Wow. Uh, which uh, the title of the movie is Dreamcatcher. They call Dunnitz a Dreamcatcher. I spent the whole movie wondering, like, what's the significance of the Dreamcatcher? And they go, <laughs> Dunnitz is our Dreamcatcher, and then it ended, and I almost it's, put a hole in the wall. Yeah, it's uh, so <laughs> pretty terrible. Uh, I have, I have more. I can't believe I wrote all this shit down. I have. No, no, I, really. I, I, I know we, I, we skipped over. No, a lot, no, no. And it's, I just if have, you want to go back, have more yeah. continuity questions. I wanted to know why the. Oh my I god! To know why the dog wasn't farting. <laughs> why is the dog not farting? Also, um, there was no blood or anything coming out of Jonesy. Like there was no hole. There was no nothing. Where Where did Mister Gray come from? <laughs> I know. I was really upset that I couldn't see Damian Lewis bleeding from his ass. Okay, so movie missed out. (laughs) I know. So didn't get any of that. Totally unfair. Uh, Can we talk about the ending really quick? I know you've got more inconsistencies, but let's talk about those end credits, Parker. (laughs) (laughs) Where it just fades to black, and they're all just sitting around the dinner table chatting like fellas do. <laughs> just the lads sitting around a pint just talking about old times with their retard friend. Yeah. Alex, this is what we do, you know. The guys are like, listen, it's a guy's now. We gotta get together, you know. Maybe pop some Viagras and, you know, bite my bender. Remember I'm gonna my take three Viagra. We're gonna fantasy it. baseball draft till 4 a.m. I'm gonna go edge in the bathroom. <laughs> I fucking love being a guy. It's so cool. That reminds me. So, Parker, we are ready for drafts with this year, right? Oh, man. 
I got a bottle of blue pills, a six pack of Shiner, and I a can bad keep a attitude. <laughs> oh boy! If these walls could talk, Chris. Alex, sorry, no girls allowed. Yeah. When she brought going like, oh my period, whatever. Try to sit here with a boner. I assume that's what women talk about. I've never you met one. You can't say before. that anymore. Yeah, You're speaking uh, directly I, to I, me. I don't know. Uh, no. I can't see you. You're not real. Sorry. Oh yeah, yeah that's true. This is actually that's. I've just been using like a different mic to uh, do uh, an impression of a young boy. So uh, when women <laughs> wow. usually talk, <laughs> that was cold blooded. When women do talk, I look. I know how women talk. Okay, I've been around women. Oh, it's well. kind of my brand. Uh, I met one this is how women talk. They always they ask me questions. They're just like, "Who made who?" You know, we made them. You know, that's that's usually. Sir, what can you back about. up, please? They they call themselves road twitches. And, Why are you, you breathing know. so heavy? Yeah. Do you need both bags of hot Cheetos? Could somebody could <laughs> Sir, somebody please, please explain the the like context of road twitch because I really want to know what the fuck that's about. Like, are we are we making a line about her being a truck stop hooker? Like is that where we're going? No, with? Alex. No, Alex. I, I, I can only quote the movie so okay. much. Uh, Pat Hingle. I, I, okay, look. I'll just paint the scene <laughs> for you here. Uh, Emilio Estevez and Brett, who's a girl, go down into the basement and they find an armament full of rocket launchers. Do they use these during the movie? Very rarely, if ever. And Pat Hingle comes down there and says, "No." You and this little road twitch here and find my personal stock, you're gonna be a big trouble boy. Okay. And okay. uh I, I get it. That's that's all uh, that's the all context, the context of that again. I need, really. oh. No, hold up now. Brett does say that she is hitchhiking from North Carolina oh, okay. to Florida. Okay. She does not say why. The movie never says why. And uh furthermore, at one point Brett, who's a girl, uh slaps Pat Hingle and she says just a little less than manners from the road okay, twitch. So, yeah, I, I just googled that and so, got no results. So I don't know how powerful. It's not an urban be. dictionary. <laughs> Alex, is this like the PP line? <laughs> Girls, it's just a secret language. We just we stumbled onto something here. I am the only person on earth that calls it the PP line, and I will never not call it the PP yeah, line. Yeah, Parker, a little reference there for that part. I begged her to change that line, and she steadfastly <laughs> refused. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. You got to stick by your guns. Yeah. No, when I'm drunk and at the club, I call it the PP line. To uh, the girls in the PP line. Is this uh, the PP so line? No one, Alex, when, Alex, when you're in that line, do you go "fuck me, Freddy"? Fuck you, Freddy. No. Fuck me, Freddy. Oh my wow, god. Wow, this PP be... line's turning to a real fuck a row. Am I right, ladies? <laughs> <laughs> that's how uh, us humans talk. Anna is such a bitch at a buzzsaw in that movie. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Uh, oh, that I really wish I had burned all those Easter gay jokes earlier, but here we are. Well, there we go. Uh, you know, speaking of that bitch in a buzzsaw line, I'm pretty sure he says that when like the military comes in on a helicopter and says, "Do not leave this area. This area is under quarantine for the next 24 to 48 hours." And the guy's like, "Hey, wait, we got a dead guy up there." It's like, "Yeah, keep yelling at the guy in a helicopter. They can yeah, totally hear they can you." Hear anything you're saying? Yeah, that was my only problem with the movie. <laughs> Yeah, it was, and then uh, he flips, he flips off Morgan Freeman, and Morgan Freeman's just like fucking white people and flies away. <laughs> it's just like I can't believe I decided to do a Stephen <laughs> King movie. The Warden never did give me the good movies, but that's all you can expect up in Shawshank. Andy Dufresne passed the shit weasel. <laughs> 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 oh 
god. There is there, there's that point where they're all flying to the UFO because there's a UFO, and for some reason they don't blow it up. They shoot the guys in front of it, but they don't. Sorry. Um, and he, Morgan Freeman says that they are harmless as a fox in a hen house, and I'm here to kick some ass. Talk about a non sequitur. I mean, I had to write that line down. That's, like, uh, that line is so fucking absurd. It is <laughs> not well written, uh, but it's scary because the whole movie totally. is scary, right? Master of Horror. Lawrence Kasdan is like 100 years old. Why did he write this? Yeah, exactly. You should go back to writing. Uh, don't, uh, don't do it. Um, I don't know, do what it. Else, what I don't else know. Probably do? Scooby Doo episode, right? I'm not. I'm not <laughs> oh, are we double teaming him? Will not be double teamed. Oh. <laughs> Dude, open up wide. Laugh now, Chris, but you'll be seeing oh. his next feature: a little Oops. movie called Solo, a Star Wars story. Okay, okay. I looked. You I looked up what he wrote. Shit. He wrote The Big Chill. And Grand Canyon oh, cool. and the accidental tourist. Done. I'm not so, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, sounds spicy. So, uh, oh, and yeah. Wyatt Earp. So he's really more of a Western like sort of guy. And oh, uh, Silverado. The Han Solo movie is called Solo, a Star Wars story. Why didn't that make it onto the newsreel? Get it? Why is that not on the newsreel? Did we not? Did the we less not we talk it? about it, the better. Wait, I thought we I thought we talked about it on a previous news thing. Oh no, that's that's breaking <laughs> news that it's literally just called Solo. That's that's right. Uh, Isn't that cool? Uh, do you think I can't even make a joke out of oh, that? What am I gonna do? Hope no. Solo, a soccer player? No, no. Oh. Uh, uh, Parker, not are, anymore. Are they, I, Parker, I need you to confirm this for me or deny it. Are they for real making oh. a Job of the Hut Solo movie? Probably. I think they are. I'm like nothing's sure announced they anymore. It's like, hey, what if we did this? You guys like that? And they're like, not really. It's like, yeah, you do. Um, money says otherwise. Anyway, so wait, Funky, see you'll see it, loser. Well, they're talking to me. Are directly. they wrong? <laughs> anyway, so enough Star Trek. No. <laughs> but luckily, I won't be seeing it alone, will I, Chris? Fuck me, Freddy. That's right. Uh, so, some our, our clothing, our sorry, our clothing thoughts. <laughs> so, our thoughts here are on Stephen King. Uh, Don't you mean your earthing thoughts? Oh I'm not going to make fun of Red Sox fans. First of all. <laughs> uh, oh, why? So, You're the only one who can. <laughs> yeah, so it was nice listening to. Uh, going to stop the Boston Marathon. <laughs> Boston Marathon movie had his brother Mark Wahlberg in it. Do you think oh. it's a cinematic universe? <laughs> <laughs> I got a okay. mind like with my retard brother to find these little brown kids. This is all stuff that usually goes after the credits, you know. Just <laughs> I don't care. You can cut it all. That's fine. It's for I, an no, audience I actually too. like all this. It's funny. <laughs> uh, so, closing thoughts. Which one's better? Maximum Overdrive or Dreamcatcher? Maximum Overdrive is better. It's so much better. Yeah. I God. cannot believe... I would watch Maximum Overdrive and then the next day watch something so much worse. Well, I hate what you've done to me. Uh, Alex, what, what are your thoughts on Stephen King in general? Oh. <laughs> I, no, no, no. Let me, let me, let me at least try here. <laughs> I know. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. 
I've written some stuff before, and I resent Stephen King with all of my being because if something isn't good, I get depressed and I hate myself. And if Stephen King's thing isn't good, he makes a million fucking dollars. He, I, I, I hold no more hate in my heart for anyone else. <laughs> in my writer heart. Well, he still made the green mouth. Next week, we have Halloween 3 and that episode of a pup named Scooby-Doo where Red Herring actually did it. <laughs> <laughs>